Hello everyone, this is Michael Fimofredo of Coast to Coast Sports, the only show for the fans, by the fans. If you're seeing this, I have successfully sent a message to you from the future. That's right, it's currently week 5 of the NFL season. Last week, the Jets lost to the Denver Broncos, and that caused the firing of head coach Adam Gase. Right now, though, the game's in a shootout, as the Jets are only down 4. The score is 35-31, to Arizona leads with 2 minutes left to go. Sam Darnold is playing amazing. This is by far his best game as a pro. He's thrown for four touchdowns already. And it looks like he just sent one deep to Braxton Berrios. Berrios has it at the 40, down the sideline, to the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Jets win! Jets win! What a game by Sam Darnold and the Jets! Well, I really hope future me is right. What's up, everyone? I'm Michael Fumafredo, and you're watching Coast to Coast Sports, the only talk show for the fans, by the fans. And if future me is correct, that means we're a T-minus 48 hours or so until Adam Gase is no longer the head coach of the Jets. They're 0-3 right now. It's been long enough. He's 7-11 and as the head coach of the team. And... If the Jets are this bad paper airplane I made while the intro was going on, Adam Gase is going right into the ground with that team. If he didn't see it, fell right next to me. Anyway, if I were the organization, I'd do what Israel Adesanya did to Paulo Costa over the weekend, giving him a knockout blow in the second round to retain his UFC title. Speaking of titles, the Tampa Bay Lightning are your Stanley Cup champions. They defeated the Dallas Stars in a 3-2. In a 4-2 series, they won Game 6 on Tuesday. And other news coming from the West Coast, Doc Rivers was mutually parted ways with the Los Angeles Clippers. He is no longer their head coach. I don't think they mutually parted ways. I think we all know what really happened. They got upset by the Denver Nuggets, and a lot of people just basically called for their heads. Anyway, we got a lot of news coming in the NFL season. Week 4 is just set to kick off. But before we get into that, we got some baseball, and the NBA Finals is about to get underway. So I decided, since this is a show for the fans, by the fans, we'd do a little segment where I, that I call By the Fans, which is I'm going to be interviewing myself as a diehard Laker fan and a diehard Miami Heat fan. So let's get into that right now. I'll put on the glasses for... My interviewee and for my interviewer and my fan will not have glasses. So, first question to Michael, the Miami Heat diehard fan. Michael, how does it feel playing against your former MVP, LeBron James? Who's that? Oh, you mean the guy that left us after promising us seven championships and leaving after two? Yeah, I remember him. I don't think we're gonna have a problem with that. We want to crush him in this series. He doesn't, he doesn't deserve this championship. I don't think he deserved the one in Cleveland. I think he should have stayed here with us. But he's not here anymore. Who cares? We got Jimmy Butler. We got Bam Adebayo. We got Tyler Hero. We are going to crush them this series. I'm expecting another Heat championship. Now, Michael, who do you think is your team's playoff MVP? I think it obviously goes to the walking bucket himself, Tyler Hero. I mean, 37 points against the Boston Celtics in that one game. Name another 20-year-old that's doing that. In the, in the Eastern Conference Finals, he went off. 
And now I think he's a big part of why we're even here in the first place. And plus you got Jimmy Butler who's playing at a high level. Bam's playing at a high level. Jay Crowder and Andre Iguodala could definitely defend LeBron. I think we got this series good just because guys like them, our offense is humming, our defense is playing really well. We took down a team, two teams that we weren't supposed to beat, the Bucks, the Celtics, and now we're going to take down the Lakers. It's that simple. Now, it's interesting you said how you beat the Lakers, or the, the Bucks and the Celtics. Do you think the bubble has anything to do with that, Mike? No. I mean, why would it? We were picked to be a dark horse team from the beginning. I didn't expect us to really have any concerns or teams to fall off in the bubble. I think everyone should have even gotten better. But like I said, we have a great team surrounding us. Guys are playing at a very high level, and the bubble just doesn't really have an impact. I think it was all the team itself. Thank you, Mike. There's no further questions. Now we're going to move on to a Lakers fan. Michael, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Now, Michael, people are saying the Lakers had a cakewalk to the NBA Finals. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with it. But because any, any road to the Finals would have been a cakewalk. We could have played the Bucks, the Clippers, the Rockets, the Rockets, the Jazz, the Suns. Like, we could have played anybody. I think we still would be here. We were the favorites going into this, and we're going to still be the favorites at the end of it. We're going to win this series. They, and the Clippers, people are saying that we, would have beaten, we wouldn't have beaten them in the playoffs in a seven-game series. We played really well against them in the, first, in the regular season. They didn't really startle us. They didn't blow us out or anything. They got the better of us in a few games. But now the playoffs, in the bubble, they weren't playing well at all. I think it, we could have destroyed them. We beat them in one of the first playing games. And I think we would have beaten them in the playoffs. They just didn't look like a great team that could have really competed with us. Now, Michael, what do you think the plan is to stop the red-hot heat? I mean, all you really got to do is win the first game of a series. It's, it'll startle them up a little bit. They've never really been down in a series. So I think if we beat them in game one, they're going to be startled. They're not going to know what to do. So I think if you're going to look at a players like Jimmy Butler, who's never been in the finals, Bam Adebayo, who's like second year in the league, never made it to a finals, Tyler Hero, it's his rookie year. I think he should have invited his mom to the bubble and not his girlfriend, so he had someone to go cry to after we beat them so bad. And then the only guy that's really been there is Andre Iguodala, who barely even comes off the bench. So this team has no experience. I think LeBron's going to kill them in game one. I think everyone's just going to play well. Anthony Davis will play at a high level as well, and they're not going to know what to do. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Tyler Hero. He's been probably the Heat's best player in this playoffs so far. What do you, are you concerned about him at all, his emergence? Like I said, he's a rookie in the NBA Finals, so not really. I think he's going to be startled. I think he's going to be nervous. He hasn't even been in these situations when he was back at Kentucky. He didn't even make it to the Final Four, I don't believe. But it's going to be a different game for them. LeBron's in his 17th year and like his 10th Finals appearance, so... I think experience just trumps whatever Tyler Hero is doing. There's no way he can play as well as he's been doing when he's going up against the best player in the league. And now speaking of LeBron James for our final question here. Mike, do you think that LeBron will win his fourth championship and bring another one back to L.A.? Of course he will. I mean, do you see this team that we have? We have LeBron who's 
just a different animal in the finals. We have Anthony Davis, who's a top five player in the league. And when we win, we're going to sign Giannis Antetokounmpo in free agency, and we're going to have a dynasty until LeBron retires. We're going to go out there. We're going to win this game. For, we're going to win this series for Kobe and bring another one back to, to the City of Angels. Well, thank you to our two fans, and that's it for the segment. Game one starts is tonight, Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. A lot of coverage going on, definitely worth the watch. I think it's going to be an exciting game. Now we're going to move on to another playoffs that's just getting its start, even though the NBA Finals is over. But the, NBA, the MLB playoffs just kicked off last night. There's some games going on right now in the wild card round. But on Monday, I made a bracket just because I felt like it, and I wanted to share it with you guys. I wish we had uh, someone behind the camera today, but we're flying solo, so I'll just read out some of my picks. We'll start with the NL because it's a lot easier. I didn't really pick that many upsets. The Cubs and the Braves will be playing in, round, in the divisional round, round two. I think the Cubs got them there, but that's really the only upset. I have the Dodgers going all the way into the World Series. But on the AL side, it looks a little bit different. You got the games that kicked off yesterday. The Rays won, the Yankees won, the Astros won, and the White Sox won. All those games were pretty convincing. I don't believe any of them were really close. But I think coming out of these series, we have the Rays and the Yankees playing in the divisional round. And then the Twins and the White Sox, who will upset the Athletics, are already up one game. And they'll play in the other game in that series. Now, let's talk about a team that won yesterday, but I think they're going to have an early exit. I think the Houston Astros are pretty much dead in the water. They got to they gotta win last night, but they still got to play two more in Minnesota where they'll play the Twins. I think the Twins will win the next two. But it's going to be interesting to not see the 2019 American League champions in the divisional round this year. I think their time is up. If you look at their hitting, it really hasn't been the same. I, saw, I had a meme to show you guys, but it's basically saying that the Astros really needed the trash cans. If you look at their batting averages, player by player, Altuve is on there. All those other guys that really succeeded and played really well with the cheating that was going on, they're not hitting as well. And I think that's a big factor when you're going up against teams like the Yankees who can hit the White Sox who put up a lot of runs. It'll be interesting to see how they can contain the, the Twins in the next two games if they can close out. But I really don't think they deserve to be in the playoffs, as a matter of fact, let alone making it to a conference championship or a division title. Now, surprisingly, I didn't pick either the one or the two seed or any of the top four teams in the AL to make it to the, to the championship in the AL. I have the Yankees playing the White Sox, the five seed versus the seven seed. And baseball's been crazy. I was talking about it with my friends on Sunday night. We were going over what these, the importance of these wild card games are. And to me, these are the big, this is the biggest series. This is this round one where it's a three-game series. Anyone can get out. Anyone can get eliminated. Anyone can get hot. And I think the White Sox and the Yankees have the best shot to do that, win a couple series, and then play to, at a high level against better competition in the ALDS and then meet each other in the ALCS. Let's start with the White Sox. I mean... 
they went on a pretty big losing streak since our last episode. Many thought they started to cool down. But last night they played great. Their hitting's been unbelievable. They hit two home runs last night, winning 4-1 to one over the Athletics. And you got when you got guys like Tim Anderson, Jose Obreu, they have the third most home runs in the league this year. This is a team to watch out for. They can score. They can put up runs. And if you're a team that's having a good day, it's never too easy to count yourselves out when you're playing the White Sox. You can put up runs at any time. But the Yankees here, this is a team I was really nervous about because, one, they're playing the Indians, who is a, which are a great team. Then they're going to face a division foe in the Tampa Bay Rays, who they did not play well against last in the season. They had a 1-5 record against them. But that team was different than the team they're put, trotting out into the playoff fields. They got a, a lot more guys, a lot healthier guys. Their star players are back in action. John Carlos Stanton and Aunt, Aunt Aaron Judge played great last night. And that 12-1 victory over the Indians, a team that many are favoring in this series, just really got upset last night. And Garrett Cole pitched phenomenal. Shane Bieber, who should win the AL Cy Young Award, did not. He got crushed by the Yankees. I may be a little biased for saying this in New York, but I really think this team has a shot to make it all the way into the World Series. I have them make, beating the White Sox in the ALCS and facing the Dodgers in the World Series. But all good things must come to an end, and I think the L.A. Dodgers, it would be shocking if they did not win the World Series this year. They're by far the best team in baseball, the only ones that have won 40-plus games. They're top five in hitting. They're top five in pretty much every statistical category there is ERA-wise. Clayton Kershaw, I know he choked last year, but this is a different season, much shorter. He's got a lot more rest. I can't wait to see him pitch. Hopefully he gets his shot in this wild card series, their games tonight. But I think they're just good all around the diamond. They got Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, all those guys. Max Muncy's playing really well. Their, their, their pitching, their starters, and their bullpen are phenomenal. This is their year to win. And I was talking to Brant, who you may have met on Saturday, when he joined us for Casual Saturdays. He thinks, same thing, Dodgers win this year. But the Yankees dynasty, it's on its way. So if you're in New York like I am right now, there's a lot to look forward to for baseball. And now moving on, I know I make these predictions all the time. I'm no expert, but I'm working my way up there. I'm not an expert yet, I should say. But a lot of experts like to make very interesting takes and then see what people say about them, people call them wrong, people agree. I've been having a lot of predictions. Like I said, Adam Gase could be fired by week four. I said that back in week one. And now it looks like it might actually happen. There's reports coming out that this game's going to be watched very closely by Christopher Johnson and all the guys up there. I think a lot of the other experts out there on ESPN, Fox Sports, they're all saying the same thing. I saw an Instagram post from Colin Cowherd even saying the same thing, that this Broncos game is the last straw unless some miracle happens. If it were up to me, win or lose, he would be gone. I probably would have fired him at the end of last season, to be totally honest. But I'm going to make some football hot takes for week four, and these are going to be very, very scorching even hot takes. I got five of them. We'll get into them. 
But anyway, this is kind of, this first one's kind of contradicting everything I've been saying about the Jets and the Broncos, but I think the guys that started as opening day backups, I think they'll all go 0-4 this weekend. We got four of them starting. Like I said, Jeff Driscoll's playing for the Broncos against the Jets. I think this is a winnable game for the Jets just because Jeff Driscoll didn't look that great. They lost to Tampa Bay. He took six sacks. The Jets have been getting to the quarterback, even though their pass rush isn't great. And he only threw for one touchdown. He's got a uh, depleted receiving core. And it's always something about Adam Gase. You know, whenever his job's on the line, he rattles off like seven games and wins all of them. The Jets won seven and nine last year. Let's not forget that. But yeah, if he knows his job's on the line, something just kicks in a different gear. And for some reason, the Jets will end up winning this game. Nick Foles relieved Mitch Trubisky last week after falling that after going down to the Falcons he came back and won because it was the Falcons we all know their history in blowing leads but this Colts defense destroyed the Jets last week and if they can do that to another bad offense which I think Nick Foles and the Bears offense is they've been playing well they're three and oh but this offense isn't entirely there and yeah Nick Foles just beat the Falcons I wouldn't call that an accomplishment like his Super Bowl win but moving on Justin Herbert's 0-2 right now as a starter he's playing he's playing the Buccaneers who did very well against Jeff Driscoll last week I don't think he's at that level where he can keep up with Tom Brady yet so he'd have to really play it probably his best game as a pro if he wants to do that and he hasn't really been there in close games he's lost two by about a touchdown that Chiefs game went into overtime and then he almost let a comeback against the Carolina Panthers last week. But I think if he needs, he needs to learn how to play in those games as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And then Nick Mullins, he's playing against he's the 49ers quarterback right now. He can win some games, but this is an Eagles team that knows they need to start winning or it's going to get ugly. His defense is depleted. His offense is depleted. This doesn't look like a game he can win. If I were a betting man... Me and my friend were actually talking about this. We were thinking about putting a parlay on these four teams. So it would be the Jets, the Colts, the Buccaneers, and the Eagles. Get pretty decent payout, but let's see how it goes. Leave a like in the comment section if you think that's a bet we should take. Risk a little bit of money. Why not? It's all for good fun. Moving on, I think, to my next hot take, I think five different Seahawks receivers are going to catch a touchdown pass in this game against the Dolphins. Russell Wilson has been cooking. He's making Sunday dinner in my kitchen. That's how good he's been playing. He's thrown touchdown passes to seven different players already. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are basically shoo-ins at this point. Did you see Tyler Lockett last week? I know I did. He was on my fantasy team, got another W. We're 2-1 and one on the year, so hopefully he keeps that up. But Chris Carson's not going to be in this game, so they're going to look to do a a split backfield kind of with Carlos Hyde and Travis Homer. So I wouldn't, I could see them catching some, maybe a touchdown pass or two between the two of them. And then you can't count out guys like David Moore, who's a deep threat. Tight ends Jacob Hollister, Will Disley, and Greg Olson are always there. They like to use different sets, move those guys around. So there's about seven receivers on this team that can catch a touchdown in this game. If Fitzpatrick can do what he did last week against the Jaguars and keep the Dolphins in this game, it could be high pacing. I think that has a great shot of actually happening. Five different receivers 
catching touchdown passes for the likely MVP, Russell Wilson. But a quarterback that I don't think is going to have a great game is Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. I think he's going to have more interceptions this week than he will touchdown passes. And let me tell you why. He's, only got, he's got five touchdowns on the year through three games and only two interceptions. Decent stats, maybe for about two games, not a third. But I looked at his passing attempts numbers. He's only thrown 83 this year, which is among quarterbacks that have played all three games this season, is second to last. Only Kirk Cousins is less, and we know how Mike Zimmer does not trust him at all. I wouldn't hand him a $20. Mike Zimmer wouldn't hand Kirk Cousins a $20 bill and say, give this to the guy next to you. But, yeah, this is a game against the Dallas Cowboys who are putting up points. Dak Prescott's throwing the ball to his multitude of weapons. He, Baker Mayfield is going to have to throw the ball. He can't rely on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to just run the football down the field, waltz into the end zone every time. He's going to have to air it out, show off that arm. He, that won him a Heisman at Oklahoma. And I don't think he's going to be able to do that. This Cowboys defense, after being crushed last week by Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, I think they're out for blood. I think they're going to look to maybe get another interception or two on the year. I can see Baker Mayfield finishing this game with one touchdown, two interceptions, or two touchdowns and three picks. That's just what I think. And this is probably my hottest take of all. My fourth one out of five, Daniel Jones of the New York Giants, their quarterback, will not finish the game against the L.A. Rams. Does that mean he's going to get benched? Does that mean he's going to get hurt? Hopefully not. I'm not, I'm not predicting that. I think he's going to get flustered by Aaron Donald with a bad offensive line, a great Rams defensive line. I think he's going to have some trouble moving the ball. He doesn't have a run game. Devonta Freeman had five carries for 10 yards last week. That's their superstar back that they just picked up to replace Saquon Barkley. Granted, he just got signed to the team this week. They're trying to get him into the offense. But then Deion Lewis is more of a pass-catching back, and Wayne Gallman is nothing special either. So they got no run game against a very good pass rush and run defense in the L.A. Rams. The Rams' offense is hot right now. They just almost came back and beat the Bills. So I can see Aaron Donald, all those guys, Dante Fowler, rushing the quarterback. They're going to get a lot of sacks in this game. I don't think this is a situation where Joe Judge says, all right, Daniel Jones, you're out. Colt McCoy, you're going in. Let's see what you got. Maybe you're going to start next week if you play really well. I think it'll be like maybe a fourth quarter garbage time situation. Daniel Jones is taking a lot of hits. Daniel Jones is getting a little banged up. And they'll just bench him, sit him the rest of the game, let Colt McCoy get some reps in since there was no preseason, just in case Daniel Jones goes down. But anyway, I think he'll be back starting in week five. Finally, for my last hot take of the day, I think the Bills will win this week against the Raiders. But at a two-and-a-half-point spread, the Raiders are going to cover. So that means the Bills are favored. They're getting two-and-a-half points. I think the Raiders, who got blown out by the Patriots last week, actually, they're going to recover from that. They're playing in Allegiant Stadium again where they're playing pretty well. And they're going to be able to keep this game close within one to two points. And when you the Bills, they're, they're legit. I just have to say that. As a Jet fan, that's very hard for me to say. But they're a very good team. They can score. They can defend. But all in all, this team, in the second half of games, when they have the lead, they're not really the best. The, even the Jets, who stink, 
They scored 14 points on him in the second half. Granted, it was garbage time. The Dolphins scored 18 points. And then the Rams came back 28-3 to last week. So I'm looking at this thinking, even if they get a two-touchdown lead, it's not that safe. They could be like the Falcons. I think they'll still win the game. They won't lose, but I, the Raiders look good this year. They're 2-1 right now. They're beating some good teams. They beat the Saints week two. Week two. And I think they can com- compete with this Bills team. Anyway, that's it for my hot takes. And I want to get a little serious, but to end the show, we actually, I brought up my fan perspectives of this NBA Finals, but I want to talk about who I actually think is going to win. But before we get into that, I mentioned on Saturday that the Pac-12 is planning to play. I'm looking forward to that a lot. I think Keaton Slovis, my guys at USC, are going to do phenomenal this year. Hopefully they can get into the playoffs. We'll talk more about that as the season gets closer. They're starting November 6th, it looks like. And in other news, a lot of Tennessee Titans players just tested positive for COVID, and they postponed the game for a little bit against the Pittsburgh Steelers that was supposed to take place Sunday. People are saying it could be as early as Tuesday we get this game. Anyway, I think it's going to be very interesting. I may have a Titans fan for you as a surprise on Saturday for our casual Saturday episode. But I think before we get into the NBA Finals, I'm going to make my prediction. I think the Lakers win this one pretty easily. I'll give them five games, a gentleman's sweep, if you will. They'll win 4-1. to one. He's going to sneak in a game there. I think LeBron's your finals MVP. However, he doesn't score the most points per game. I think Anthony Davis gets that award. He's been scoring about 25-27 a night. I think he'll do that in this finals, maybe even get a couple 30- or 40-point games in there if we're really getting serious with our predictions. But... I wish I was in L.A. because then I would have been at the parade. But too bad I'm stuck in New York, so we'll just watch it on my TV. But anyway, that's it for me. I'm Michael Fumafredo once again. You're watching Coast to Coast Sports, the only show for the fans, by the fans. And we'll see you Saturday. Casual Saturday is coming up. Thanks for tuning in today.